Bippity boppity boo, and a big welcome to you. We are here back on the couch of the proverbial pals. Michael, how you been? I've been good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. Um, this is our second run through of prayer as, as the first recording of it became corrupt. So here we are. We're talking about prayer again today. Um, which would be real exciting. There's a lot of stuff in this we want to unpack. However, just to get things all kicked off, Michael, we're thinking about icebreakers today. What do you think is your favorite and also your least favorite icebreaker questions? Uh, my favorite icebreaker question is the, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck? No, yeah, one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. Um, so like one big animal, one small animal blown up to be massive, or lots of animals that are um, shrunk down that are bigger. How big's the duck? I mean, it's a horse size. It's it's horse size. Okay, yeah, that one. I think I don't. I don't think I want to fight a, a giant duck. Ducks ducks are pretty vicious. Yeah, true. But whereas if the horse is shrunk down to duck size, how big's what, what's duck what's duck sized? There are some big ducks. True. You know what? I'll take I'll take a hundred horse so, duck sized horses. Hundred is a lot though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This small, you can just trample them. Yeah. All right. What about you? What's your least favorite? Le- least favorite would have to be uh, the old classic uh, in uni. Oh, tell us something a fun fact about yourself. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. How fun is a how fun are we to determining? I've got a sister and I play guitar. Is that fun enough for you? I don't know. Oh, classic. Um, I work with a lot of teenagers and so I say, oh yeah, three things. Oh yeah, you know, like I've got like a brother and I've got a sister and I play video games. Cool. Those aren't fun facts. Oh, video games are fun. Okay, out of those three <laughs> options I gave you, that is the most fun. I agree. And it's it's borderline. Yep. Now, my, I think my favorite one is, would you, and I'm going to direct this one at you, would you rather have feet for hands or hands for feet? Definitely hands for feet. Because what am I going to do with the extra feet as my hands? That's, that, you know what, that's the only correct answer to that question. <laughs> Thank you. Icebreakers are meant to be, oh, you know, start some discussion. No one wants feet for hands. You've got four feet, which means you've got sweaty, smelly feet, yeah. but like doubled. Yeah. You, what do you? You can't pick things up with your feet. So some people can with like freakishly weird toes. Yeah. But for most people, that's not the case. Whereas if I had hands on the bottom of my legs, I could like hang upside down from things. Mm. You you could be like a dog. Like, you know, I mean, you could do that now anyway, but like you could walk on the ground with your hands and stuff. So maybe you could run faster. I mean, if uh, if you're going to do, I mean, feet for hands would be like, I reckon maybe faster running style. I've, I've seen, I've seen people play guitar with their feet. So there's, there's something, you know, but I'm, what I'm getting at is you're going to have, I think it's going to be, you don't have the opposable thumb factor mm. and you also just get to get this. You're going to have smelly feet on the end of your arms. Then no one wants that anyway, but I am thankful that the Lord has blessed us with hands where they are and feet where they are as well. He knows a lot better than what we do. And we're going to be talking about the Lord today. We're going to be talking about specifically talking to the Lord. We're going to be talking about prayer. So let's dive in, shall we? So talking about prayer today, and I reckon prayer should be the easiest thing you can do as a Christian, right? I mean, you know, it should be the simplest thing. We can kind of do it anywhere, not limited by things. However, for me, I find it way more difficult than Bible reading, uh, which is weird, right? Yeah, you, thank you for nodding in acceptance <laughs> of that. Okay. Um, it makes me feel good, even if the listeners can't see it. Um, I don't know why... 
if you agree with this, then Michael, would you, using your words, like to describe why you think it's so difficult or challenging? Sure. Uh, so unlike Bible reading, well, with Bible reading, you maybe carry around a Bible. There's a physical element that you need to carry. It requires conscious effort to pray. Like it doesn't, it's not just something you can sit down and, you know, yeah, I think it requires practice. It requires effort. And I think like Bible reading, um, it's something that you have to train yourself to get good at. So like, I know for me that it can feel weird while we're talking to God, because that's what prayer is. Mm. Um, and sometimes it can feel like I'm just talking to myself, especially if I go off course, because I find that easy to be distracted. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm praying for a friend and then I'm thinking like, oh, when was the last time I saw that friend as I'm praying and it distracts me and then I point all the dots away from, from what I should be, to, what I should be doing. So yeah, it requires concentration, it requires practice to get good at, good at it. Yeah, I think we certainly, you know, I mean, like, look, we are sinful people. And so our hearts are always going to lean away from God. We want to train them to not do that. But yeah, I think we get distracted very easily. Uh, maybe me more than others. But I, once I'm on a train of thought, sometimes like, I don't know what station is getting off at. Uh, which is, yeah, I, you're right. I think getting distracted mid-prayer is one thing, particularly when it's praying, I guess, internally yes. in your head. I yep. think that can that's where I certainly tend to get a bit more distracted. Yeah, definitely. Like, so I can't imagine a, in a group scenario where someone's praying and then as they're praying for maybe uh, like in Bible study, they're praying for a friend and then all of a sudden they're, um, they're diverted to thinking about something else, speaking out loud. That would be quite embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's definitely something that requires focus, complete focus. And I know that I can be a bit of a scatterbrain. COVID hasn't helped with that. No, um, definitely not. Um, but yeah, we might talk to, I guess we'll talk about the value of prayer and why we think it's important. Then maybe we'll talk about some tips, maybe some stuff later this episode around how, you know, you have found some helpful things to keep us on track and keep our prayer life looking nice and healthy. We can talk about some of our positive experiences and even maybe some things to steer clear of, which we can find unhelpful. Um, but I think what we'll be talking about is in today's episode, we'll be giving very generalized kind of things. Obviously things will look different for individual people. Mm. I think my concentration ability is different to other people's um, <laughs> probably lower in fact than most other people, but yeah, we'll be talking about some general things today, um, which will hopefully, I guess, you know, if everyone's, for those who are listening, you might find some benefits in this. Um, or if you have any other ideas that we don't suggest today, we'd love to hear from you as well. That'd be fantastic. You can hear us up with those things on um, Anchor. You can drop us a voice message, obviously. Might even feature in, in an episode as well. Um, or you can hear us up on our socials too, if you want to mm. slide through any um, yeah, any other tips you got. Uh, just a bit of encouragement regarding concentration and motivation. There's a book, there's a quote from a book that I read that said, uh, prayer is work, not a sport. It is not something that you do if you like it or devote your spare time to or do only if you're a good at it. Prayer is the proper work of the soul which loves Christ. So the book encourages us to start small and build it up. If you try and do two hours of Bible reading and prayer per day, after a few days, you're probably going to fail. <laughs> not, yep. to, not to be a buzzkill, but yeah, like sometimes the best best intentions go, go astray. So if you're struggling, start small, build it up, go from there. Mm. We want to do this 
because prayer is important. It's valuable, right? I mean, Christians have been doing this for a long time. Just because we've been doing something for a long time doesn't mean that, you know, we should keep doing it, but we need to think about why have we been doing it for so long? I think there's a number of good examples in the Bible around why we should do this. The first one, which I think is crucial, Jesus himself prayed. And as Christians, we want to be Christ-like in all that we do. We want to be doing the things that Jesus did. I mean, his attitudes, his behaviors, all that kind of stuff. So if Jesus prayed, we should be praying too. Uh, as Christians, that is our goal. Uh, I think another one, the Bible is littered with examples of Christians praying, examples of prayer. Um, I think for me, a, a really key one, Philippians 4, uh, verse 6. You know, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, pray, right? You know, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. I was cutting down thing a little bit, just trying to get get some vibes out of it, you know. Sorry. Um, but yeah, look, 1 Thessalonians 5, took the, uh, that concept and idea of we should be praying continually as well. It's important to pray because that's how you have a relationship with someone is by talking. You can't have a relationship with someone if you don't talk to them. If, this, if Nick and I didn't talk to each other, this podcast would just be 30 minutes of dead air, which would be pretty boring. Anyway, um, yeah, so... It's kind of boring if you just have a friend and you never talk to them or, you know, family. You've got to grow that relationship. You've got to water that that plant if you want to see results from it. So, yeah. Do you have something else you want to add? I don't know. I think most of my stuff came into what it should look like. Okay. And the tips, I guess. I have, I have something else as well. Sure. Okay. So, anyway, three, two, one. Yes, yeah, prayer is valuable because we're spending time with the true and living God. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems like something that'd be good to do, don't you think, Nick? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, people people say, um, "Oh, why should you pray if God already knows what the answer is?" Well, we we don't know, but God does. So we we pray to show show reliance on God. We lean on Him for His guidance and to have assurance. But um, even to like mirror that with other relationships in our life, right? Hmm. Even if you have a friend and your friend knows you're going through a really tough time, mm. someone sitting down with that friend and talking through that thing with them, even if they might already know it, we still do that anyway, right? Because yeah. our friend wants us to be able to unload. They might know the answers. They might know everything already about that situation, but just being able to talk it through, talk about, hey, I'm really like, I'm really struggling with this leg, like, you know, what? What's the go? I just need to tell you this thing. It's mm. been weighing on me a lot. We do that with our other relationships. So why wouldn't we do the same thing with God who should be yeah. like the, the ultimate relationship in our life? Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to mention something about people that mock uh, the phrase thoughts and prayers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you'll know, if you've noticed in the last, I don't know, a few years, if you see any press release when maybe someone's passed away, it might just say our thoughts are with this person during this time or whatever. Um, the, the concept of prayers, whether that be, you know, people, you know, discrediting Christianity or just religion in general seem to have um, kind of gone away. I think it's kind of a bit of a funny concept. Like for me, from a comedic point of view, um, I think it's a funny concept when we say thoughts are with the family or whatever. Because I could just, like, for me, I picture someone sitting in their room thinking about something. <laughs> like, maybe maybe some sort of natural disaster or someone's passed away and our thoughts go out to these people and they're just sitting in their room thinking real hard. 
I'm, I know I know that prayer is not for everyone. If you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, maybe you don't pray. That's fine. But what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that yeah, if we if we believe in God and we believe that He is the true and living God, like of praying is of course that praying is a great thing. Like that should God opens it has a like we have a hotline to God. That's pretty cool, right? Um, and when we th- you think about who God is, what God is like, you're talking to the like ultimate authority the ultimate power yeah. in the entire universe right the, the person who literally opened his mouth into you know like the whole universe like came flying out right and created everything with just his words surely surely chatting to him about these things is going to be far more effective than obviously just just the, the idea of thoughts yeah now i know that for those people who get mad about the idea of oh we don't want your prayers we just want your actions and all those kind of things yeah you know, I, I understand that. I understand the, the concept that they're, well, the idea, the, the perspective that they are coming from. Uh, when you don't believe in uh, an all-powerful God mm. and you are someone who only believes in the here and now and in the physical, I can understand, I guess, why they are kind of anti-prayer because they feel like it doesn't achieve anything. Yeah. That being said, I have personally been in a lot of situations which have been like difficult to say the least, like heartbreaking situations where like I've just been at my absolute lowest point. And those are times where I've actually, I've just, I've turned to God in prayer because to be honest, there's, there's literally nothing else I could do in those situations. It was like things were so far out of my control that I was like, I, I can't, the only thing I can really control in these situations is my attitude towards stuff. So I'm like, I'm throwing things on God and being like, God, this sucks. I'm struggling with this. You know how much it's weighing on me right now. You know how, you know, soul destroying it, this situation is in my life. And to be fair, I think a lot of us have probably been in situations like this at, from at time to time. And in those situations, I've just turned to God and I've just prayed. I'm like, God, I don't even know what to pray for in this situation right now. Like, help me. Like, give me the words. If you can't give me the words, just like, I, I give it up to you because I, I can't do anything. And I, I kid you not, the amount of times where I've been able to do that and the change in perspective I've had from that prayer, from that situation, it doesn't make sense. You're like in the classic, you know, like uh, the, the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's crazy to think that all I've done is really just had a conversation with God and just pray about, look, God, I, I, I don't understand this. I, it sucks. Please, like anything you can do is good. And just my how my mindset has changed as a result of that. Now, that's no physical thing that has happened. Obviously, when you when you don't believe in, you know, I, I guess a, a spiritual world or you don't have any kind of spiritual beliefs, don't believe in in God or anything like that. For those people, they don't. It makes no sense. They don't understand that. Well, like nothing's changed for you. You're still in that situation. However, I'm in a much better place mentally as a result having mm. prayed for it. Yeah. Right. So, I get when they say you know we want to see physical things we don't we don't just want your your thoughts and prayers that does nothing it's 
fake news. I'm calling that out because prayer actually does something. It can it can be something as simple as a change in attitude, a change in your emotional sense, mindset, mindset, which is life changing. I will say that. I, yeah, I, can, I can definitely, you know, from my own life, my own experiences, I can definitely say that's that's a life changing thing, and because it, it changes your outset. It changes your, your the look you have on on a situation or on life and all those kind of things, and that will then shape how you act. So your behavior will then be shaped as a result of that as well. Yeah, the the use of prayer doesn't negate the need to to do action. Oh, definitely not. No, no, no of course. <laughs> right. So like, just because when we say oh thoughts and prayers, like, doesn't mean that we go okay, we've prayed now, and we just sit here and do nothing. I'm going to wait for someone to ring my doorbell and give me the answer. Yeah. It. I mean, look, look yeah. I, you, you got a friend in a tough situation. Maybe, Hey, look, I pray for you. Yeah, cool. That, that like, my, that's probably like the minimum we should be doing. Then mm. I have a friend in that situation. You're like, yeah, cool. Let, let me pray for you. And then I'll, I'll also go and drop them dinner off the next night as well. Like prayer is, is just the first step in how we should be living out our lives. Basically it's, it's giving up, our the situation our life giving it to god and then then we're going in and doing the next thing then it could be you know the 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 behavior comes next after that prayer should just be step one in a process so if we're going to be christ-like with all that we do what do you think prayer should look like then mike so prayer is a discussion with god where we present our request to him and we praise him i know that there's a couple of acronyms that you may have heard of when it comes to prayer to kind of help maybe the scatterbrains like Nick and I. Yep. Um, so one of them is one of them is ACTS, which stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, thank you, and Supplication. Um, so Adoration being we praise God, we tell Him how great He is. Confession, we confess our sins, um, say the things we're sorry for. Thanksgiving we tell God the things that we're thankful for mm. and S being supplication is what we would like God to um, provide for us. So I think that's a nice structure of things that we should pray for. And it gives you an outline of where you should go and keeps it in, in line. If yeah, you kind of are a bit jumpy as a person um, when it comes to um, prayer and structuring your thoughts. What I like about that in particular is I think it puts the right priority on things number one adoration right like mm. the first thing we should be doing is adoring god it could be you know that might look like different things to to different people but it's pretty much putting god number one um you know we're thinking about which you know mm. i might do that in a few different ways sometimes I, I might try to alphabetize it so it might be like day one i'll, I'll come up with three a words to describe god fairly easy you know almighty all powerful, all knowing, three kind of like simple ones off the bat. Next day, I'm going to try and think of three B words that I, to describe God, which is cool because basically, you're, A, you're putting God first. And also, we're bringing in a, a really the right mindset to the rest of the prayer as straight off the bat from there. Also, think about how many um, Psalms are about God, praising God. And they start off with, you know, praise the Lord of my soul or praise God or praise him. I'm going to say uh, it's, it's the biggest majority. If anyone has the facts on that, please, please let <laughs> us know because that's not fact-checked. But a lot of the Psalms are about praising God. Some of them are 
Um, oh, yeah, I was yelling at Psalms of Lament as well. But even some of the Psalms of Lament, like, mm. you know, God is still, like, you know, David or the, the author of the, the different Psalms. Yeah. Still putting God in the right place. Mm. So, yeah, also there's another acronym that, that, I've, that I've heard before is Jesus, Others, Yourself, spelling out joy. Classic. Classic. So that one's a bit simpler, I guess. Um, probably easy to remember. Praise God first, you pray for others, and then you lastly pray for yourself. Um, so I think that's a nice little structure. Again, if you're struggling for structure and you like structure, yeah, that could be a good way to frame your prayers. Yeah, I think a big one for me in terms of, um, I guess, thinking about what prayer should look like. Uh, Ephesians 6.18 is a really key one. Um, the idea, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. This idea of like praying on, on all occasions comes up a few times throughout the Bible. I mean, you know, Paul in 1 Thessalonians encourage, encourages you know, people to pray continually. Now, here's the thing. Is a continuous stream of prayer possible? No, probably if, not. If you never say amen, if you never say amen, does it still count? I don't know. You've got to sleep at some point. True. Right? Okay. So in which case there's going to be some kind of an end. You've got me. And whilst, you know, I think whilst, you know, Paul was the goat amongst all Christians, you know, goat being greatest of all time, not the little woolly animal with the temper, even this wouldn't be possible for Paul. And yeah, I think we, we, off, we often look up to Paul as, you know, someone who lived out the Christian life really well. I don't even think he could do this. What I think Paul is getting at here is an attitude of the heart. Now, John Wesley who another, you know, Christian Hall of Famer, he also described it as having a heart that is lifted up to God at all times and in all places. Uh, the idea of having a heart that is ever with the Lord. And I think this is more possible than the continuous kind of stream of prayer. Uh, I think it's, it's about thinking about God in everything we do. Could be asking him, could be praising him, could be thanking him. Now, I reckon it's not easy to do early on but i think as you start to form a bit of a habit around this it does start to get easier in terms of like you know thinking about praying on all occasions what i reckon you could do is if you were to break your day down into different occasions you could start with three if you want to go very basic you could go five let's let's take five as an example if you would take time to pray in each of those five different situations throughout your day could be like you're on your commute to work school uni wherever you're going uh no one could be on your lunch break no one could be in the afternoon when you're doing a bit of a workout or a run some kind of physical activity going for a walk whatever that looks like could be dinner time with your family could be number four and then maybe your fifth one is before you go to bed or you know if you during devotions if you're a morning or an evening devotional as well those are five very different scenarios or very different occasions during your day which you can be praying for different things now Hopefully, with five different points throughout your day that you are going to pray, they're not all going to be about you. Now, you know, it's, it's fine for you to pray about things in your life. Uh, in fact, you know, God wants that from us. He wants to hear from us. But we also don't want to make it all about us. Right? Be praying for other people too, both you know, non-Christians, but also our Christian brothers and sisters too. Um, so I think that concept is key. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think it's not just also praying for people that we know, but also people around the world, Christians in persecuted countries. Yeah, I think also praying for our leaders, like government, 
uh, yeah, looking outside ourselves and not just having a self-centered view. I know it's easy to take a self-centered view. It's important to look outside ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And I think when we take this attitude of being continually in prayer and, and prayer for others as well, being, you know, others focused, community focused, yeah. kingdom focused, I think that is important. And look, God encourages and God encourages us to do that, right? I mean, like the, the Bible encourages us to pray. So hence God encourages us to be praying, you know, continually, all this kind of stuff. Mm. And I think God doesn't do things for no reason, right? When he gives us advice, that is going to be for our good. Now he knows us. And when he, he knows that when we stop praying and connecting with him, that's when we fall into temptation. That's when we fall into, you know, the selfish kind of things. We, we're not praying often enough. So the only time when we do pray is when we're only praying about things for ourselves. God knows that when yeah we stop connecting with him, that's when we start to fall apart. I mean, look, Jesus even calls it out in his disciples, you know, Mark 14, 38, you know, watch and pray so you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, it's the whole garden of Gethsemane. Jesus went off to pray, that kind of stuff. Um, the disciples falling asleep, all, this, all, all that, that, that passage. But yeah, God tells us to pray for a good reason. And that good reason is for our good. And so when we're doing that regularly, then we become less selfish in our prayers because and we're spending more time invested in praying about kingdom focused things about other people in our lives, people we know, people we don't know and, and things like of that, things of that, you know, licorice, all sorts. So Mike, we've talked a bit about structure today as one of those really key foundational things to help improve prayer. Got any other tips that you found successful or things that you find unhelpful as well? I used to have a computer that was quite slow to start in the morning. So I would often pray as the computer would, would take its time turning on. It might take like 10, 15 minutes, which is great because then I could just pray and use that time to give thanks to God that I'd gotten to work safely and pray for my day. Eventually when that computer fixed itself and started turning on normally, I would pray on a train heading into work. So I found mm. that to be really helpful. Trying, I'm trying to wake up, try to get myself started. So it was a good chance for me not to look at my phone. I, I generally didn't like turning my phone on first thing in the morning. And I would just close my eyes and focus. Maybe I'd look, also look out the window and like, you know, pray for the day, pray for, you know, family, friends, maybe something coming up. I found that to be really helpful. What about yourself, Nick? Yeah, uh, look, I agree. There's, there certainly is no one size fits all, you know, perfect equation for no, what prayer no, should look like in your really. life. You need to figure out what's going to work for you. You know, if you someone if you're someone who works night shift, then your day looks very different to everyone else. Yes. Um, if you have kids versus no kids, your days look very different. So you need to work out what works well for you. Um, another key one I would say is don't wait to be in the mood for prayer. Um, much like Bible reading, having the routine is important. You know, we're called to pray. We're not just called to pray when we feel like it. You need to devote time to it and just do it, basically. You just get stuck in. Don't wait to be in the mood for it. Have discipline. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I know recently you've mentioned to me that you wanted to get it, uh, use this app called Prayer Mate. Yeah. How's that, how's, that, how's that going for you, buddy? Um, I would say third time's a charm. It's the third attempt I've had at uh, utilizing the app. The first two times I kind of got as far as downloading it and then 
when it got to like setting up the prayer list, I'd be like, oh yeah, cool, I'll come back to that. And then just never did. However, third time lucky, I just, I set the time aside, sat down, Premate, like Premate's awesome. You can set different lists in there for what the things that you want to pray for. You can update them pretty regularly. So after Bible study, I'll, I'll chuck in people's prayers nice. into the Bible study tab. And what Premate does is you can choose the number of prayer points it gives you each day. It's kind of randomizes stuff from what you've got in there, picking from different lists. You can uh, customize and create your own list. You can also get lists from other organizations. Um, so the Christians in sport have got some stuff out there. Open Doors have got uh, their own one as well. Um, there's other companies, organizations that will kind of give you, here, here are some prayers from the Bible. And so they'll actually, there's stuff out there which you can pretty much just say, yep, cool, I like this. I want this added to my list. And so you'll be getting, you can be getting new regular stuff every day. What I like about some of the open doors and other company ones is it means that I'm praying for other Christians around the world and I can be praying for very specific things that they want to ask for, uh, which is awesome. I find that really helpful. What I was just talking about earlier in the episode with the idea that we want to set different occasions throughout the day mm. uh, with the prayer mate, you can actually set up different like alarms or notifications uh, throughout the day as well. So I've actually got it set up to go off a couple of different times throughout my day at a time I know where I'm not likely to be super busy or in the middle of something. So if like during a lunch break, for example, or, you know, around breakfast time, you can set this up. Just gives you a notification. Hey, cool time to pray. Open up the app, jump in, got a stack of things throughout the day. I might pray for two, three things off, off that, of my day's list, pray for them. It ticks them off. All good. Like get the notification a bit later on in the day, jump back in. The alarm goes off at one o'clock, for example, like lunchtime. If I'm in the middle of something, you know, the notification just stays there on my phone and I won't get rid of it until I pretty much had time to pray. So if I don't have time, I'm not in a position to be able to pray at that time at one o'clock, then I might wait 15, 20 minutes or whatever until, you know, some time is freed up. Because I think it's important to not just squeeze prayer in, you got to actually be intentional in making time for it. So yeah, like make sure you're in a place with no distractions, uh, which again, it's going to be dependent on your situation. You know, like if you're praying while commuting, you know, you can't necessarily ask the train conductor to like, oh, can you just not make some announcements in the next few stops? Like I need some silence while I pray. I could try you, that. You know, if you, if you know that the train is too distracting for you and for you, it's not, for some people it is, again, it's going to be individually tailored. If, you know, it's going to be distracting if you don't pray in that situation. Um, you know, if you know you're about to receive a phone call from someone that's important that you need to answer, obviously maybe a long prayer session isn't ideal. However, you know, if it's an important prayer, an important phone call that you want to pray about, obviously you know, a, a prayer about that in that situation is obviously fine and, and very good. But yeah, like, you know, if, you know, if your time is about to be cut short, where is your focus? really hmm. um it's not going to be 100 percent in the conversation with god which is what he deserves 100 percent all in for him i just want to say this this podcast or episode is not sponsored by premate no it is not it's but would you recommend it given your experience with it so far i am um, yeah for sure side point i a few years ago i went to a, a conference that they recommended it as well. So yeah, look, it's been recommended in church multiple times. I've heard it in a number of Christian circumstances, circles, events, where it gets recommended. It's real good. Okay. Maybe I'll have to give it a go too. I really recommend it. It, it helps. It helps a lot. It, it's helped me a lot. And if you're struggling with prayer, give it a crack. And if you're not struggling with prayer, just give it a go. You like shake things up, 
you know, you can be, yeah, never mind. Any other tips or things? No, I think that's, I think that's it. Sure. I got one more. Oh, you got one more? Okay. All right. All right, probably the, the last thing I, I want to recommend in this space is prayer doesn't need to be poetic or lengthy. Now, if you're praying on your own, it's a personal thing. And you being personal with God is what he wants. You know, he wants your heart in that place. It's not about the eloquence of words in personal prayer. Now, public prayer, I think, is a little different. You know, if you're leading your church in prayer, you need to think about maybe the relevance of the words you choose to the whole population of, of people that you're leading. You know, if you're like, you know, Father God, you're the OG, the blessings you pour out on us are dope, they're the drip. You know, if you be saying that, anyone like, you know, over the age of like 30-ish is probably just confused at half the things I just said, right? So when you're doing that, you're leaving people confused and she takes a focus off where it should be, which is the Lord. We can also, I think, do the same thing in reverse as well, where it's almost like you're putting on a Shakespearean show. Like, you know, the people then are thinking about, you know, wow, how impressive this person sounds when you they're using such eloquent and knowledgeable language phenomena right it's okay to have a big vocabulary but if it's going to be a distraction to others don't go there you know it's not a competition with your mates if you know there's gonna be a lot of non-christians maybe in church because it's a baptism or some special event on keep the language simple don't be using a lot of those you know christianese kind of words that we that we love to use which makes sense to us as christians but if a non-christian hears it they're going to be like what on earth are they talking about so we've got to be really mindful of that yeah, in, in, in those kind of settings. Well, we are massively over time. Uh, so we might call it a wrap about here. We There's a lot we didn't cover today. You and I had a lot of other things we would have loved to have talked about. But if you have any questions about prayer or thoughts or things you want uh, our ideas on or you're looking for, you know, you want to interact in any kind of a way, Feel free to hear us up. Mike, where can people get in touch with us? Yeah, get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, The Proverbial Pals. Uh, you can hit us up on anchor.fm. Yeah, we have a link tree on Instagram now. That's pretty cool. Hey. Yeah. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, if you've got any, yeah, send us a message. Been been nice to hear the feedback um, and some comments from you guys and girls. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, yeah, we've certainly loved the interactions people have given us and all the kind messages and words. So please, yeah, give us a follow if you're not following us on socials as well. Yeah. That helps keep us encouraged too. Follow us on Spotify. Give us a rating if you like it. Be nice to see more of that. Yep. That's it for the proverbial pals this week. Another episode coming next Friday via your eardrums. Podcast out.